and was week 10 wrapping up, I think, right? No, I'm already fucking five seconds into the episode and I already forgot what week it was last week. Fuck. Week 10 last week. Yes, week 10. Um, there were actually a couple teams that had a chance to maybe make a little bit of uh, separation. Um, if Benny would have won, he'd be the only team with seven wins. Uh, came up a little short, but I mean, what else can you ask for in a league like this, though? If you honestly are within two games and you can keep yourself in a position where all you have to do is take it one game at a time and just try to grind because the league is that close, I think that's the best type of league you can ask for right there. I mean, I'm just trying to see. It was really a lot of um, low-scoring games, though. Like, the highest-scoring team. Jeez, man, 336 points. That was the highest-scoring team. Wow. You don't see that very much. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of teams that just struggled. I mean, could have been because of bye weeks or maybe injuries, things like that. But on top of everything else, I mean, my team didn't have much of that shit going on, and we still fucking stunk, so. Hey. On the bright side, the project predictions went better. Put yourself in my shoes. We're in a league that's extremely fucking tight. Wide. And I'm sitting here having to predict games between teams every week. When there's upsets happening left and right. And, you know, teams are dropping under 200. Well, not under 200. But under 300 for sure. You gotta... Bear with me because the morning wake and bake session hit me a little harder than I really in, had anticipated. And now I'm like a goddamn piece of shit out here. Like jello and you know it. So it's going to be probably a rough episode just saying. Like I'm probably going to make no sense out here, but we'll see what happens. Last week I went four and two on my predictions. Not bad. I mean, I want to go 6-0 and oh at least fucking once here. So I think this is the week. Me against Clark. I'm just going to say it straight up, though. Like, we don't have CPAT. He's our fucking mascot. We also do not have Cortland Sutton. Aaron Darnold, Chase Claypool. The team is hurting. And I can feel a choke coming. I can just feel it. I just can feel it. I'm going to give it to Clark. That'd be a big win for Clark, too. Monumental. Type of shit you tell your grandkids about, brother. Truns versus Neller. 
Port Nelson, Lou, man. If you're ever in a situation where, like, you really, really do gotta fucking play Deontay Harris, I mean, that's kind of tough. But you know what? It could be worse. He ain't that bad. Like, he can catch a bomb out there. He really can. That's all you need out of him. It's been respectable. But Trident's team is just too good, so... Even with the buys, with Pendo, Timmy P. Gonna give it to Trinkler. Next is BT versus Legro. Hey, this one actually does look like it can be pretty close out there. But I actually think BG's team kind of turned a corner. You know, they stopped the skid, which is what they needed to do. And just focus on winning now. And I think uh, I think I'm gonna win this week. I mean, obviously they're they're gonna be missing Javante, but can't be too far away from a Kareem Hunt return either. So that would be nice to see Gibby, Gaskin, Hunt, and Javante out there. That'd be pretty fucking nice with the receivers too, as in like DJ Moore, Jamar Chase. Uh, Jacoby Myers, Eli Moore looked nice. Rashad Bateman looked real good. I mean, even Darius Slate as a throw-in. It's not terrible at all. He's had a rough couple of weeks before the bye, but hopefully coming out of it, he can uh, go back to his old form. Not the worst bench piece I've seen right there. But, and Nate McCrary's going for 100, so maybe he should be in the lineup. I figure I'd throw him in there, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Brody. Next, we have the Moose. Moose and E, like, here's the thing, boys. I'm going to give it a little. There's probably about four players in the league that understand what Moose's team names are. Um, basically, Moose is just picking F1 teams and... Um, in F1, there's it's pretty clear like a level of competition, not a level of competition. Um, put, it, put it this way, there are very good teams, then there's very middle-of-the-pack teams, and then there's very shit teams. And pretty much Moose is just changing his name accordingly every week to a team uh, in their respective class. He's calling himself average this week by going with Alpine. But I think that Alpine can win this week against Bruce. However, I think that you got to really understand that for these next couple of weeks, Moose made a good point, and Aaron Jones' injury is going to help him more than it hurts him. Moose was honestly playing Aaron... Fuck, sorry, it was bad. I almost said Aaron Dillon. He almost playing A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones at the same time. Um, to have A.J. Dillon going forward for the next couple of weeks as a complete workhorse, I would imagine, is probably more ideal for him. And then he can just slide Mike Williams into the starting lineup too. And, I mean, he has Traquan Smith, who's looked actually good as a, you know, throw-in if he needs it to be like that. And, unfortunately, lost Robert Woods for the season. Um... An underrated thing I love that he did was went out and grabbed Alex Madison. I think that 
if something happens to Dalvin down the stretch, and then you come out with Al- Alexander Madison added to Moose's lineup, holy heck. You know what I mean? Like, that is dangerous. And really, what did he have to give up? Like, QBs that he wasn't going to use? So it was a great play by Moose. Um, Benny's team is also looking dangerous with the running backs. I mean, Josh Jacobs has honestly been a disappointment this season. Like, like, very disappointing. To only hit 30 points once up to this point is not ideal. Um, Hopefully he can turn it on down the stretch, but definitely not the season expected. I was a week late on the Stephon Diggs explosion. I'm pretty sure two weeks ago I said Diggs was going to finally go over 40. It was last week, so that's tough. But you know what? I did think it was going to come. Anyways, this week I'm going to say Moose picks it up, picks up the dub, then maybe he will be Red Bull football next week or something like that. Ferrari football. That's that fucking has a fucking nice ring to it. Mac Jones is a beast. Let me say that before I come into this next game. Cause we got Furley versus Sandy. And you know what? Furley has to start Mac Jones, and I don't even fucking hate it in the slightest because he's a baller. Thursday night game, you wanna be able to watch Mac ten out there. Of course you do. Um I think that as soon as Miles Sanders, who actually about half an hour ago got activated to return to his 21-day period to return to practice or whatever that is, shit, fuck, I'm rigged. Uh, That'd be huge for Adam. Needs that. Um, Obviously, departure of Le'Veon Bell kind of clears things up. Maybe not clears, kind of, you know, makes it less of a headache for sure, I think, in Baltimore's backfield. I mean, obviously, they're... Still got Lat and Devonta Freeman, which I think are the two top guys you'd want to own. And uh, Adam has them both, so that's that's good for him. But um, this week, I think that it's going to be too much. I think uh, Furley has some players who have been underperforming that I think are going to turn it around, like Jarvis, the Hawkinson. Maybe we will see a return of Chris Carson this week as well. So, I mean, I don't know. Furley's probably listening, and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You best be changing your mind right now. Do not pick me to win. Sorry, dude. I'll love. But I think you're going to win. Next, we have Rich versus... Ah, yes. Health. Um, next team is loaded. I mean... It's very easy to get them going about Cooper Cup. It's just an easy target. So you get to pick on the kid a little bit. But honestly, I think what I want to see is if Clyde returns this week. Is Alvin going to play this week? I don't think so. I don't know, though. But I would imagine if he hasn't practiced, if he doesn't practice, he ain't going to play. Uh, Williams, we're going to have to see what happens there with Clyde. And the chef looks good, though. The chef's been grinding. I mean, only thing that's going to be concerning is, like, I'm not exactly sure what is going on with uh, AB. And if, like, it comes to a point where, like, Daryl Williams is not startable, then you got to do some trading again. But we'll see what he does. 
However, I think he's going to win this week. I do. I really do. That's my predictions, and I'm thinking I'm going to go 5-1. and one. So, yeah. Now, like I said I was going to go 6-0 earlier, but I think 5-1. and one. Power Rankings. Power Rankin Arena. I've used that already, haven't I? You got to respect the ranking, though. You got to give it a shout-out. Like... You gotta give the washing little fucking laundry machine a shout out too for sticking around and not running away like the other person did. If you know what I mean. To the ones who don't know what I mean, they're like, oh my god, he's so stoned. Like, what is going on in this episode? But we're gonna keep rolling ahead. Power freaking rankings. Let's go. Number 12, Neller. It's tough to be Nelson Liu, but you know what? Clyde is coming, so hopefully help is on the way. Um, definitely, I never thought in a million years I would see him trade Najee Harris. But um, I think he was at a situation where, you know, he's got it's go time, got to do whatever he can. Really tough loss last week. Benny actually sent me some snap videos of Neller watching, uh, what was it, Cardinals, and I forget who they were playing now. That's tough already, I forget. But, no, I, no, I can do this, I think, because Chris Strebler came into the game. Colt McCoy left. Uh, no, man, I'm blanking real hard. Anyway, but he was showing me snap videos of Neller watching the game, and Neller was fucking pissed or oh, it was tough I, fe- I felt the blood boiling through him I felt the disappointment I felt every sort of emotion he was going through and uh, I hope things turn around for Neller truly but yeah he's, he's bottom of the pile but you know what I think the, the bottom of the league is always shifting so it could just be a one week stop here for him just get acquitted with it and move on but we'll see he's got to win next we have Sandy I mean, he really just needs, uh, what do you mean? Like, what I'm trying to say is Boston Scott is not going to get it done for him opposed to Miles Sanders if this team is going to be winning games. Um, But I will say this, I actually like Sandy's depth. He did a really good job of preparing that. That's actually a pretty solid bench. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I like that a lot. I think he's actually in a good... I think he obviously needs Miles Sanders back, and T-Law needs to wake up. But, I mean, like, this guy, for what he was dealt, he really... And the health is starting to come back and stuff. So, I mean... Yeah, he's absolutely got a chance to... uh, To string wins together. I think he really just needs Miles Sanders back. Miles Sanders was actually starting to look good before he got hurt again, too. That was a disappointing part. But yeah, Sandy there. Ahead of him, we got Clark coming off a huge win last week. He's lucky to keep it going against the Cats of a literal pass. And I mean, I think, like, Mike Davis could have a big role this week. Dearness Johnson should still have a role. Leonard Fournette is Leonard Fournette. Obviously, a real big game for CD. 
Dak played well. I mean, it feels like um, Clark is just waiting for an opportunity here. Uh, just to find like a two-game stretch to close out the year or something. He just needs at least two more wins to really like get into a battle. But I will say that for honestly not having Derrick Henry and then, you know, obviously not having like a next man up in the Titans' backfield, you got to give him credit because, I mean... Like, the team could be looking a lot fucking worse. Obviously, it's looking tough to an extent, but it could be a lot worse. I think you really have to just rely on your top... Your, your Dak Prescott, Leonard Fournette, C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, Gusecki cannot be shitting the bed, you know, like... Things like that. But I believe in him. Rich coming in at 9 after a huge win last week and honestly he could even go fucking ahead of me because he beat me but I guess for the sole fact that I'll be honest his running backs are really the only thing that holding this team back from being just disgusting hopefully Chase Edmonds can make it back for when he needs it don't know what the case is there but at least Ty Johnson's been kind of just grinding. Hey, he's got a fucking septum in this picture? Or is that like... I can't tell. That would have been tough. Jamal Williams, yeah, he's a beast. Elijah Mitchell broke his fingers, we're going to see. And I was thinking like, damn, that's tough. But then you got to remember, Rich literally owns the entire Niners backfield. So there's no point even going and trying and fucking pick someone up. Actually, it's a lie. He doesn't own Debo Samuel, so. But things are on the come up for Rich. He's hanging in there. Number eight, we got the Cats of Piss. Couple injuries, but you know what? We got a battle. No way around that. Number seven, we got Bruise. It was a tough week last week for Benny, but I still love the team. I think that Besides the flexes, the team is perfect. I mean, Diggs finally had that big game. Amari's been maybe a little disappointing, but I think that when you got got a guy like Najee Harris and Austin Eckler, um, you're in any you can be in any game. But then when you bring in, like, Stephon Diggs, too, um, Amari can obviously go off, too. Josh Jacobs, at least, is a running back. You'd like it. Maybe not uh, the RB fucking one or whatever people or RB, high RB two that people thought he would be, but at least he's still getting touches. He's still getting you points. And it was just a really, like, a little bit of a tough stretch, so you can hope he turns it around. But overall, it's a good thing going there. But at number six, we got BG. Slicked out with a win against Benny last week. Kareem Hunt returned around the corner. Um, the receivers are strong. DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman. Kyle Pitts is in there. I think that cannot be overstated. He is tight end three. So ultimately the gamble, I would say, 
wasn't really, like, it was a gamble, I guess, to an extent, but it's definitely paid off. Pitts has been really impressive, and, uh, I mean, he gets a lot of looks from Matty Ice, for sure, and probably more so if CPAP is out for a while, so. And then, I mean, obviously, he's got Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins, and then he's just waiting for Trey Lance to take over, and then he can probably kick him in for Kirk. And maybe Javante gets slight more work after the bye. We don't know, but I would hope so. Fuck, we shouldn't even fucking... We shouldn't even be a football team who sacked Denver's fucking cock. Denver can't even fucking win against fucking... You can put us against literally, I don't know, a real good fucking team. We could have a complete healthy roster. But as long as Vic Fangio is our head coach and he has any fucking power of making call, I don't trust this team for fucking shit. That was just a rant. But just fucking go on to number five. Five, five, five. Put Knack. Knack was two last week, so he dropped a bit, but he was a tough loss for him. Uh, but it's just, once again, a lot of good players on that team. I think the problem is that RB3 eventually. Maybe not this week. I think there's a chance in the first week or two. Never know, even maybe it was permanent. But if Daryl Williams is there and he's going to be getting work from Clyde, that'll be something to watch. But if Clyde comes back and he just starts taking the majority of the work, as we've said, Knack will have to go trade for some running back. So that'll be interesting to see what he does. But for now, he's grinding in Barcelona. Somewhere out there, fuck. At number four, we got Furley. And I mean... Fucking Pat Mahomes popped off, finally. It was a fucking... Ooh, look at that. Mahomes pops off, and then they're saying, should you consider trading Pat Mahomes? Well, probably don't want to do that after last week. This week, he has Judy and Melvin on by, so that could maybe hurt him in this game. Um, but I really do think that Furley's team is... Went at full strength. Pretty damn dangerous. And I mean, they've they've been at pretty much full strength. They're missing Rob Gronkowski. And obviously, Chubb was uh, out. And Chris Carson. But at least he had Alex Collins. Alex Collins, truly. I mean, up for the last few weeks, he's been disappointing. But he started off strong. I didn't even realize he fell off. I thought he was still going decent. But... I don't know. I like Furley's chances of making the playoffs, to be honest. Oh, did you guys realize um, if you scroll all the way to the right on the standings on the app, there's now a playoff. I don't know if that was always there, but there is a playoff percentage marker now. So I'll have to run through this quick. Furley, 98% playoff percentage chance. Trends, 94. Moose, 96. Knack, 89. Rich, 21. Neller, 3. BG, 97. Benny, 95. Legro, 87. 
Me, 84. Clark, 17. Adam, 18. So, I mean, it's kind of like the bottom four teams of a real tough time looking to get into the playoffs right now. But, I mean, I lose this week. Clark has the same record as me, you know, so that would immediately change everything. So I don't, I, I don't want to look into that. that was presented too hard right now. Um, but, yeah, I think that Furley's got a pretty good chance to get in regardless. I think once you hit seven wins, eight wins, I can see that being like a safe, safe bet for a low-seeded team. But we'll see. It'll be close. I mean, obviously, we just want to win out. So, at number three, we put leg. I mean, you got to respect the guy out there. He grinds the flea flicker. The underperforming receivers, man. I mean, I think um, Darren Waller is not going to be as, you know, shit as seven points going forward. Um, but I don't know. I still really think that. Lego's team just finds ways to win. And, uh... Odell's debut was disappointing, but that was kind of expected. Um, but I think I just love is his depth. Um... Kes Watkins is someone who's not obviously disgusting, but I would have no problems in a desperate week playing him. Tyler Boyd. Khalil Herbert's an elite handcuff. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Tony Pollard, Devin Singletary. So, I mean, like, you got to look at that right off the hop. And then he has Jamal Agnew in the lineup. Uh, there is a lot of depth. And it's kind of proving to help him out when, you know, he has a couple buys this week and has to fill in. So, I don't know. I think that... Um, I was not lost here. I think that obviously he would like for maybe slightly better production from his running backs. But if Ramondre Stevenson is going to do what he's done, then you got to love it. Like, dude, that is a dark picture. Yeah, he went off, though. Last two weeks, really. So that's good. That, that'll be something to watch. I don't know. You know how to respect Leg. He's a good kid. He stayed at number three. I didn't want to bump him down because it would have hurt my feelings to do such. At number two, I'm putting Moose because Moose's team is coming back and coming back together real nice. I mean, his lineup this week is just scary. That's all I can say. Um, Robert Woods being out kind of makes decision time a little bit easier for him when it comes down to it, so... That's honestly not even bad. Obviously, you never want to lose someone like that, but still. Yeah, I think Moose is danger, man. He's danger. But at number one, I'm putting Trank. Uh, he has the most points for. He's just a dominant team. Um, depth is good, too. I'd say, like, he honestly has to have his depth this week. He's missing Henderson, Timmy Patrick, Will Fuller. Like, he's hit hard, I'd say. And uh, he's got the guys to come in and fill and still make his team look good, like Dar Darnell Mooney, Kenny Galladay, Naheem Hines. Nothing wrong with Naheem Hines if you got to fucking throw him in and just hope. 
half the games Trent has wanted to play him, he's popped off. And then every game where he doesn't, he stinks. So, But uh, Jonathan Taylor, RB1, yeah, no doubt. This guy is a fucking monster. Scary shit right there. Tell you that for fucking free. Don't even have to pay. Shit, well, guess here we are. Or, well, shit, whatever you want to call it. Shit, well, well, shit. Let's look what I said last week here. I said Jordan Howard would do well. Let's go try and find that little weasel. Jordan Howard scored 28 points. I think I said he'd probably be around there. That's not bad. Can't hate the fucking player, but you can hate the game. Marquez Calloway, I think, got 16 points, if I remember correctly. So not the best, but, I mean, at least he caught a touchdown. Got a nice little tutty. And Mark Ingram was a beast. Absolute monster. Mark Ingram is fucking lethal out on the fucking gridiron. Tell you that. Um, for shit, I did say Christian Kirk, and I was looking, and I believe Christian Kirk was one of the only cards receivers to actually have a good game. Uh, he had 17 and a half, actually. Hmm. I'm going to go back and listen to last week's episode, because I I might have said 17 and a half, like as a joke. I don't know. I also said Ayuk, he stunk, and George Kittle because of the fact that um, Mac was playing Dan Arnold at starting tight end over him and just threw Kittle at flex. Just saying, like, and they got the same amount of points, so you know what? I don't know. Maybe it is affecting George a bit. But this week at well, I ain't going to miss out on Raymondre. He's been going off. Damian Harris is still banged up. I mean, why not give the ball to the kid? Let him run. Run, Ramondre, run. He's a beast. I mean, probably not going to have to expect this for the remainder of the season with him, but I think this week he's got something in him. My next well, Corey Davis. He came back, looked good last week. Um, they were trailing, and there was a lot of just throwing the ball, so, I mean, it's expected. But I think he's going to have another good week, too, because of my other well, Joe Flacco. Yeah, I believe in the guy. I believe in Flax. I honestly think he'll be good. 40 bomb. Yep, 40 bomb from Flax. And... um those are the Wells. Ramondre Stevenson, Corey Davis, Joe Flacco. That's a bold fucking group of fellas right there, but I like it. My shits. Dante Foreman. Or Donta. Don't know how you want to call him, but pretty much we're calling on him this week, so of course he is going to fuck us over. Next, um, Tyrod Taylor. He's looked a little sauced out there the last few weeks. I mean, he is the god. He is the god of all the ties, but I find it funny, Allegro, how Ty always Ty God. He's got the God of all the ties. Like, Ty has to have the God of the ties. Wow, I want the God of the ties now. Low key. 
and my last shit is going to be Zach Moss. He had a really nice, like, three-week stretch earlier in the year, and I was like, damn, this guy looks good, and now he's just shit again. So, uh, yeah, I think he's going to keep that fucking going for sure, especially for you, Neller. And I bet you he's going to even be the reason Neller loses this week. How about that? Anyway, boys, it's going to do it for me this week. I'm going to have to go get some breakfast. 10.49 in the morning. Pumped this out of the way. I can feel the stomach. It's in pain. It's just gargling and shit. Oh, I hear it. It's just in pain. You know that pain when you're so hungry? Like, not pain, but like your stomach hurts. You're so hungry. Like, damn, just go eat, kid. Fuck. Anyway, boys, good luck this week.